scarves and spikes sydney tyler and tommy with you on the second show of 2024 gentlemen how's it going quite well quite well it's a busy freaking day though really what how so how is it busy for you i mean just generally or everything everything sports news everything tommy has lots to say sports news uh soccer specific news um life news i'm told that all of it man you're a little loud sydney i'm gonna turn my mic down because apparently i'm a little loud blew it out it's okay you're just so just excited about life so just just as a quick disclaimer if you're listening to the podcast if you're watching this live you'll notice this i got a new mic a few weeks ago i'm still trying to figure out how to get the audio working correctly not the last show but the show before that apparently i was too quiet but now i'm too loud hopefully by the end of the year i'll get it just right so you only got 51 weeks left exactly well less than that season you're figuring yeah. things out it's preseason it is preseason that is right but uh yeah we'll figure it out and um hopefully get it working soon uh, thanks for joining us if you're watching us live if you're just listening on the podcast we thank you for joining us have a weird day as we're coming on the air um of course the big sports news is that nick saban retired um but obviously as a soccer podcast we are here to talk about soccer, but Tommy, just before we do that, you're a Oregon Ducks fan, and there's a little bit of fear. We'll, we'll get to soccer in a bit, but there's a little bit yeah. of fear that your head if coach it, would be leaving for Alabama. I'm more angry about the Falcons, but we'll get that. We'll we'll, we'll get to the we'll get to my rant later, and it it, it revolves in Atlanta United. It's a good thing. Okay. But yeah, well, I, I hate sports this week. I just hate all sports. <laughs> if it wasn't for Atlanta United, I we haven't even mentioned the Falcons yet. <laughs> no, that's for another show. That's for the Patreon. If that's anybody follows Patreon. me on Twitter, I apologize uh, <laughs> that you saw like a thousand tweets from me on Monday and Tuesday, just yelling at every single idiot uh, uh, about, that was just going off about the Falcons and Lamar Jackson, uh, all of that. Yeah. But yeah, so if I have a rant, but it's it's later on. Should be happy for Atlanta United fans. You have a rant later on, and we'll get to that. Yeah, it's, it's good. But later. But we have some news to talk about. Obviously, uh, kind of run it down real quick. That's McCarty signing for Atlanta United. We'll talk about what that means for Atlanta United. Good deal, bad deal. We'll give our thoughts. Bartol Shalish, Stian Gregerson reportedly on the way in as well. We'll talk about that as well. As just said as well, back to back ties and the mean to. Uh, Matt Doyle put out a depth chart uh, and we'll talk about what that means with Dax, with Gregerson, with Shalish on it. Tommy has a rant, as we mentioned already, and we have a tweet of the week. We haven't done a tweet of the week in a while, guys, but I'm excited for that. Um, Tommy, you look like you're about to pretend to be Eminem. I just, thank you. <laughs> I, well, while he was talking, I just remembered um, how I found out Dex McCarty uh, went to Atlanta United. And uh, how, how did you story. find that, out? Real quick, <laughs> well, apparently, notes. Friday night. <laughs> Friday night, I, I'm out, you know, out and about, and Tyler and I were. Tyler got an Xbox, so we're like, let's let's play FIFA. I had quite a few drinks, uh, in me as we started playing FIFA, and apparently he told me that yeah. we signed Dax, and I just ignored him because I would have made a huge like a huge thing out of it because I, <laughs> you know, 
I'll got... like him now because he's on the team and I liked his interview, but man, I hated Dax McCarty on, on Nashville. And I, I hung, I, we played like four games. We won't tell you who won all the FIFA games. Yeah. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Hold um, up. But I did win one when you were, I was down a man. Thank you very much. Did you forget No, we that drew. One out of how draw? many, though. No, one out of how many. Oh, yeah. Maybe you did win. Yeah. yeah see, win. that's that's the kind of shape that I was in uh, that night. So I we, we end our Xbox thing, and then I open up Twitter, and I see all this Dax McCarty stuff, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I called, I FaceTime Tyler. <laughs> and I'm like, we signed Dax McCarty. He goes, I told you this. <laughs> nope. 45 minutes ago. I you forgot. This is why I went in. This is why I was winning in FIFA. I wasn't paying attention to your words. Huh? I wasn't paying attention to your words. I was focused on beating you in FIFA. Whatever. You were actually playing. No, one of us was playing as Nashville at the time. That was the best part. Ironically, because we would like we would go in and we would just like hold the the stick down until we just landed on a random team, and we were playing like the stupidest games, like Vancouver Whitecaps versus Nashville. You know, Griffin Tech versus like Mercer University. Man U versus um, third division Scottish Premiership team or whatever. I was Newcastle. I don't remember who he was, but yeah, we had we had we had some fun. Spurs. Terrible. Yeah, Spurs. Yeah, it was, that was but, but yeah, anyway, so I know, I totally ignored Tyler. He was breaking the news to me, and I just didn't care. And then I freaked out about it. So so let's kind of <laughs> segue. We're gonna start with that. Obviously, Dak Cardi signing with a lady United one year deal option for a second. Um, I know when free agency free agency opened up toward the end of the year around that time, I had noticed that Nashville SC were not bringing Dexter Cardi back for whatever reason. Maybe because it was age, maybe because it was for budgetary constraints. Even though at this age, I don't know how much money he would command, and we'll have to see what the the um, budget number is for Atlanta United. But I don't think it's that much. I wouldn't imagine it's that much. But Nashville essentially cutting ties with Dax McCarty. And, yeah, um, when the open market, and he said it in this interview with Joe Freihoffer from Atlanta United, that retirement was an option. He was considering retirement. He was considering a few other teams. And, ultimately, Atlanta United stood out. And he had some very complimentary things to say about Atlanta United. And y'all can check the video with Joe, check Twitter, check all of that. But... He said, really excited to be here. He felt, I, I feel like he felt wanted. He truly felt wanted by Atlanta United, whereas with Nashville, I'm not, not going to say things ended acrimoniously, but at the end of the day, Nashville decided to go in a different direction. Atlanta United said, hey, come on over and make yourself at home here in Atlanta. So it sounds like it's a situation where the interest was mutual and now, Dax McCarty, one of the veteran players in MLS, is headed to, or is now with Atlanta United. I think of it as a kind of Michael Parker signing or a Jeff Lorenowitz signing. That Lorenowitz. veteran. Presence, yeah. Are you comparing them just because they both have red hair? Well, <laughs> yeah. Not really, but <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's a veteran leadership signing. It's a player that, and, and Dax said it himself, you know, I'm not going to start. 34 games this season he knows what his role is he knows what he's here to do and as he's here at the back end of his career he wants to go to a place where he can make one final push at a championship and 
he truly feels that Atlanta United is the place. Um, with him coming on board with some of the pieces already has, some upcoming pieces that we are going to talk about a little bit later on. But really, can really impressed with Dax. I think he's going to do great things at Atlanta. Again, not going to start every game or anything like that, but looking forward to seeing him in Atlanta United uniform. And it's a move that I think makes sense, perfect sense. Uh, what do you What do you guys think? Yeah, Tommy, you were just you were all hyped up that night. Why? Yeah, well, I already told you the mind frame I was in at right. that point, but I, w- I wasn't happy originally when it, when I looked at it. Um, but as I sobered up and had my, you know, eggs and sausage in the morning, uh, <laughs> it, it makes sense. It, you know, as lo- long as the deal is not ridiculous it, with the salary, I think it, it's good. Um, MLS veteran is something, you know, I think Garth Lagerway is, is obviously a huge fan of. Um, knows the league could come in um, leadership, right? How many times have we had conversations about leadership on our spaces, right? We need a leader. Who's the leader out there? It can't just be Brad Guzan. Well, Brad Guzan might not even be on the field much this season, depending on what that is. Yeah. So, so do you have a leader? Now, these two, you know, both of them could be on the bench, right? But I think it's really good in the locker room um, that he's there. And, you know, they brought it up on extra time. You know, they were really shocked that Orlando didn't go out and, and get a veteran like him. And I think I look at this kind of we potentially stole it, stole uh, Dax from them. I, I'm sure they had to be interested um, in him as well. Um, I know that was like a rumor early on was like, this is this fits Orlando, right? Yeah, they need some leadership. And he's a Central Florida guy, right? But I think Winter Park, yeah, Florida. I think yeah, right there outside Atlanta. Park, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I, you know, as long as he's not playing, you know, if he's coming in late, you know, and, and this is Ozzy Alonso did not work out for us. And congratulations on retiring, Ozzy. Yes. You know, th- those those Indeed. few games that you started yeah. a few right. years ago, <laughs> chef's kiss. They were great. Yeah. We were saying you were the best player on the team. And things happen. If, if Dax can do that, and Dax is more – you know, Ozzy's more of a, of a defensive player, right? Where I think Dax still has the passes in him to yeah. move the ball forward. So I, I, yeah. it's a different type of signing, but I think that it's one that can help you out in all competitions, right? Um, you know, and you're not, you know, you don't have to start, you know, some guys in Open Cup, you know, week one. You know, Dax will be starting probably the Open Cup game there, and you know, you're not getting knocked out uh, week one uh, of that. Yeah. Please don't bring that up. Memories. Yeah, exactly. Shut up. Sorry. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I think everything y'all said is spot on because, yeah, we've we've literally, and it's not just been this past year. It was it was 2022 as well. We have gone over and over again just about how you need a, a leader that is in the midfield. And, you know, Muyumba made a big difference. If Dax can come in and if everything works out for Slish, for him to come in and he's 24, right? McCarty's 36. There's lots that, uh, that Bart, I'm just going to call him Bart. Cause I, I can't say slish over and over again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that Bart can learn from a guy like Dax, but yeah, Dax is the, the Lorenowitz, the Ozzy Alonzo, the guy that, that is going to be able to come in and, and close out games, be a veteran presence, organize that defense. Because I, I mean, I know I said it all last season. It wasn't just the center backs. It wasn't just the goalkeeping. It started with that defensive midfield, that number six position. That's where all these yeah. leaky goals came from. So, you know, you, you've got guys running in the box. I, I remember being on our watch-alongs last season and pointing out 
over and over again. Like, look at the guy running unmarked into the top of the box. And where does the ball end up at? That guy's feet. So, you know, Dax McCarty. The spine is so important. The spine. It's like, yeah, exactly. Straight up the middle. And, and, you know, they just haven't had a good, I mean, a good, good number six, barring Ozzy, you know, being the veteran. Really, since Lorenowitz. I mean, Ibarra was was good, but Ibarra's young. He had a lot to learn, still has a lot to learn. Um, Josetu was a six, just when I mean, he worked with Miyamba was playing, but that was about it. So, you know, I, I just I'm excited about the move. I really am. I'm excited not only for the on the field stuff, but the off the field stuff. So it's a good one out, one out of ten. What do you guys rate this sighting? One out of ten. It's a solid seven and a half for me. Eight point three four. 8.34. Yeah. I was going to say 7, 7, 8. It's a solid sign. I mean, it's not like a world-class sign, but it's a solid sign for a solid player. So. It's a necessary signing, though. I like it. Well, I mean, the money's going to have... When we find out in the summer what the what he's getting paid, that that's going to be part of it, right? I think. But you see all the other signings, and I think, I think we're okay, right? Because you're bringing in other players, and they're not cheap. So I think that that's um, I think that's uh, a, a good sign that he's that he's not too much. Yeah, I say like one to two hundred thousand or something. Like that I don't know. I don't think he's making a minimum salary like that, but probably little six figures. I enjoyed the Atlanta United video they did, uh, where Joe was on the uh, where's Joe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the on the radio, you know, yeah. getting tired of country music. I hate country music, so this is that was I was like, yes, right up your rally. <laughs> yeah. So let's take a look at some of the comments. Uh, Wiseman say um, was on tw- um, YouTube. I'm sorry, I was going to say on Twitter, but Wiseman say the Columbus Crew podcast say we need a Darlington Nagby, and I don't know if he's being cute or not, but obviously Darlington has a. Um, Pretty rich history with Atlanta. But yeah, kind of speaking to that, Atlanta United hasn't really had a strong number six since Darlington left. And Sam Jones wrote about it in the Dilly Kickoff newsletter. He writes for MLSsoccer.com. That's kind of coincided with Atlanta United's kind of decline. So shout out to Wiseman Say Podcast as well. Exactly. We, shout uh, out to those guys. Saw him up in up in Columbus. So that was yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um until opening night until opening day. Right. Then we'll, <laughs> then, then yeah. we'll dislike them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Dak sounds hungry is another comment. Been in MLS for what, 19 years. He wants an MLS Cup before he retires. Absolutely. Jack's saying Dax is a great get. I don't care about his age. I think we like MLS, MLS experience, so it'll be good for young guys. 100%. Cheyenne saying, good friend Cheyenne from Between Clean Sheets. I think Dax deserves to end his career at a home venue like the Benz, too. So, yeah. Like I said, 7 8. T- Tyler, I know you said. Seven and a half. Tommy said, "What eight point three four, something like that." Eight point three two. No, it was, a, it was not. No, no four, no four. <laughs> let's not jump. Let's not jump to conclusions. So that's Dex McCarty, and he's coming in to Atlanta United this year. Maybe next year on an option, depending on how he feels. Twenty twenty five, I should say, on an option. But we all know he's not going to start at the number six position, and that kind of flicks us over. But to why? Play. Yeah, exactly. Why, Sydney? That's a good question. I have the answer. Uh, Bartosz Schlich, um, potentially Sheesh. eminent. Sheesh. 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 No, whenever he whenever he does something good or bad, he just goes, shh. 
Sheesh. No, but uh, Bartosz Schlisch coming over, it sounds like sounds like that deal is not across the line, but according to Tom Bogert, very close. Um, still things to do, according to his sources. Uh, sources out of Poland saying he didn't train with Ligia, his team over there in Poland on Wednesday. Um, but it sounds like pretty imminent. Um, Three and a half million dollar transfer fee and Lady Knight is going to be paying for him. I'd imagine pretty TAM level player, high TAM level player. I don't think he'll be a DP or anything like that, but very high TAM. Um, but it sounds like Lady Knight has their six for 2024. We'll talk about what the depth chart will look like probably um, in 2024. I know Matt Doyle did his. I know Soccer.com will kind of fill in the blanks um, with these new signings coming in. But Kind of what are, what are you guys' thoughts on it? I mean, Tyler, I think you had a little bit of insight that you got from some folks over there in Poland about Slish and seeing him play and what he can bring to Lady Nida because from from what I've seen on social media, what I've heard, he's a very he's been a very good player for Legia Warsaw and you know, their fans are sad to see him potentially on the way out. So I guess what what are you hearing? Yeah, so you know, I mean, you can go and look at the videos, right? And we've seen the videos. Um, he, I think at first glance, if, if you're an Atlanta United fan, you look at him and you 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 think, okay, well, this guy has the energy of of a guy like Miyumba, right? I'm not saying he's going to be Miyumba or, or, you know, that style of player. But I think it was nice to watch his highlight videos and see a guy that's just moving off the ball constantly. He's covering a lot of ground. Um, if you're playing out of the back, which is what Atlanta is going to be doing, you have to have a guy that is – comfortable with the ball at his feet all the time and is going to be constantly open up, opening up angles, spaces, you know, just the, the movement is so important. And there was so much stagnation in this midfield for so long, right? Muyumba solved a lot of that, but you, you now have, I think that other piece that, that was really needed, but not just that. I mean, he is a, he is a defensive midfielder. He is not an eight. He can play as an eight and he's been kind of used as an eight. Um, which is the inverse of kind of what we said about Muyemba, right? There was a lot of people that said, oh, he's a, he's a defensive midfielder. No, he can play it. He has played it, but he is a central midfielder. So this is the other half of that puzzle, I think. And then when you when you add in Dax being here, that can you know hopefully mentor him a little bit, right. fine-tune him a little bit. He's already a a solid player. He's got some some caps with the Polish national team, right? Um, and yeah, as far as the the... Tam level signing. I mean, you're you're not looking at a DP, right? Right. D- depending on the the contract, like the all, the the amount of years, you're potentially looking at what maybe they double, maybe triple what he's making now. But even then, you're not going to be looking at a DP level signing. Um, that's not to say he's not DP level, but in terms of tagging that DP designation on him, you're not going to have to worry about that. So, um, <clears throat> if it comes to fruition. It's it's another, I think, a really good get. And yeah, like you said, Tom kind of kind of saying it's almost over. It's, it's close. But yeah, uh, talking with some of the folks over in Poland, um, good good buddy that I've actually written some stuff for that they they do a um a guide for MLS over in Poland. Uh did it last year, doing it again this year, but uh yeah. on on Twitter, Polish Miami, if you want to go look them up. Yeah. But they, um, yeah, they were they were excited about it, and they're doing an article about it as well because 
you know, that's, that's what they cover over there. So they said, we're getting a good guy. They said that he's, he's not talking about a world-class player, right. At this point, you're not talking about a a Luka Modric or anybody, right. But you're getting a guy that's, that's going to make this team better ultimately. Yeah. And uh, Mark saying, um, on, in the comments, I, I don't know why I'm struggling to think of what it's called. They say in the chat, um, Sleesh was making, um, he's making 175,000 at Unleashed Warsaw. So he'll make substantially much more, again, not of the TP ter- territory, but um, he has substantially more than he would um, over there in Poland. Um, but yeah, Atlanta haven't had that solid number six, and we already talked about it. Atlanta haven't had that solid number six to start until Nagby left. And yeah, like you said, Tyler, he's no Luka Modric or anything like that. Not even close. I mean, we don't need a Luka Modric here. We need just a MLS level number six, a solid number six that can do the things you need down there. And can I just rant for a little bit? Yeah, that's oh, we my got thing. two rants tonight. Uh, that's, that's it's thing. a mini rant. It's a mini <laughs> rant. It's okay for Atlanta United to look for players in other places other than South America. It's okay. It's perfectly fine. I know that's kind of their quote-unquote brand when he first came to the league and all of that, but, you know, you can't just go to the well, the same well multiple times, multiple times, especially after the last few guys he signed from there. didn't really work out all that well. That's not to say there aren't quality players in South America. I'm not saying that at all. Not to say there are no quality players in Latin America, but it's okay to spread your wings a little bit and look elsewhere. And the price is going up there. Uh, oh, yeah. just basically said the same thing. Yeah. And the price is uh, going up. Yeah. But um, I mean, we were getting some players for cheaper back then. And yeah. But also, gone up. a club, this is my addition to your rant, a club that is as big as Atlanta United. And going back to what I just said about Bart um, and, and the folks from Poland, you know, they're, they're, they're looking at this and the article that was written. Um, and I, I can't remember the, the outlet's name. But the article that, that kind of broke this news today, you know, they, they look at Atlanta United and they look at Mercedes-Benz Stadium as a phenomenal, exciting place to go play. And the player even said he wanted to come here, right? Yeah. But to piggyback on what you were saying, like, this club is big enough. They have the second highest attendance in the yeah. North and South Americas. So you shouldn't be looking at one continent for players, you have a big enough net to cast it all over the world. So who gives a crap if you get anybody from South America, Europe, Asia, Australia, Africa? Like who cares? If they can play football, if they can play football, I don't care if they're from like Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, if they can play football well, let's let's exactly that. if they can play, they play well. well. <laughs> that's all I care about. They're from Antarctica. They'll probably be able to play in Columbus in February. Oh, yeah, that's true. True. That's that is I think it's a good move, though. I was nervous because when these rumors started, kind of seemed like a lot of Land United rumors were like, yeah, maybe this is a thing. And then you started maybe seeing a couple other tweets like, yeah, they really want to keep him. And I was nervous that they weren't going to go after a six. Right. I, I was I was a little bit nervous about that. Um, it's something that had to be addressed. Um, and I didn't want them to go on the cheap and just find a temporary replacement for the beginning for the first, you know, half of the season. So now that they're getting the guy that they want at the start of the year, 
uh, th that's good to see. And as long as he's not a, a DP, which is, you know, we're hoping not, potentially, potentially, if Almada stays until the summer and he ends up bailing in the summer, you could still buy Saba down, which is still a thing. And you could really go shopping. And hopefully, this team already looks better than what we looked at last January. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent better, and you've got depth. You've got some depth too, right? If you can do that, um, I, I think you know the the bump that we saw last season, where we were very mediocre, right? We just got embarrassed in League's Cup, and then all of a sudden we were one of the the top teams, you know, for the the last you know quarter of the season, whatever. You could potentially be already in the top three of your conference and improve your team even more. Which would be exciting. Obviously, losing Almada would would be bad. Right. Um, but you you're able to fix that. You're able to hopefully replace someone quick. And for all the haters that said, you know, Panita says that every every player needs time here before they can really start get up and going. That look at the last transfer window. None of those guys need time. They all mm -hmm. hit it real quick. And also, if if you want, as an Atlanta United fan, if you want to just have a moment of, of hopeful peace and Almada does leave in the summer. I've said it on the show a couple of times, but just because you lose your best player or one of your best players doesn't mean your season's over. Columbus lost Zellerion in the summer. And then what do they do? They go and make the right moves. And now we're looking back on history. So um doesn't mean the season's over. You're not going to get another Almada. You're just right. Not. Right, but you're gonna you can get somebody that fits the team the way that it needs to be fit, and that's fine. So, a couple of comments in the chat I want to read real quick, just so to get a temperature check of what people think of the deal. Uh, now, see, it seems like all the players Atlanta have signed, and I'll say are going to sign, want to play here, which is great. Uh, Henry saying two things I care about: a player plays well and wants to play here. Necessarily checks the box for Dax. Dex can play well. I mean, he's 37, but he can still play well. He is still something in the tank. And he wanted to be in Atlanta. Um, A1XO saying he has a cousin in Poland who's upset about um, Shlish leaving um, Ligia. So, yeah, it looks like from what I've heard from uh, Poland, from just the social media um, chatter and here in the chat as well, as well as other places it's a solid signing i mean it's not like a home run in the sense of oh my gosh he's a global superstar but it's a solid signing you don't need really global superstars all the time just because people so, so players of need exactly players of need and bartol shalish is definitely a player of need you know who else is a player of need who sydney stian gregerson stian gregerson so from close Bordeaux. So Another player from Europe, unfortunately, for those of you who aren't fans of them. But <laughs> no, but um, Shad Gregerson apparently um, was in Atlanta or is in Atlanta as we speak, according to Tom Bogert, um, getting his physical. And it's like right now is a matter of when the deal will be announced. Um, we're doing a show. It's about 728 on a Wednesday right now. Nothing has been announced by Atlanta United. I was venture to say. No later than Friday afternoon. That's just me speculating. I have no inside knowledge. That's just me speculating. But uh, yeah, he's reportedly here. Apparently here, getting the day, getting the things worked out. Two million dollar transfer fee reportedly. Another player that he's not a superstar, but 
He's a player of need. You have Miles Robinson having gone to Cincinnati. You need a, a starting center back, and you got it. And Shian Gregerson, who by all accounts has done pretty decently for Bordeaux. It sounds like they're having some money issues, so it makes sense for them to kind of let him go. But, you know, this is a deal, and I'll kind of rate this maybe a 7 as well. I didn't rate Schleich yet, but as far as Gregerson, not really knowing much about him, not really having seen him, I rate this kind of a 7. I mean, you need a player back there to replace Miles, and no one's going to fill Miles' shoes exactly. I mean, he's a strong player. Um, on this day, he's an MLS best 11 player and definitely wish him the best in Cincinnati. But this is a player, Shian Gregerson, who can step right in and start for you and hopefully be that anchor in the back line that you need, that Miles, that, that hole that Miles left down there in the back line, and hopefully a much improved back line because, my goodness, we could talk all day about just the mistakes that this team has made defensively and a lot of us dummy toward the midfield like we talked about. So what do you guys think? I mean, we, I, I, I feel like we've already talked about it. I feel like it's not really new news. I feel like we've already kind of given our thoughts on it. But again, close to done, it sounds like. And again, like I said, I would imagine no later than Friday afternoon he'll be officially announced for LA Team United. And I'll say this real quick, Tyler, just real quick. Um, Doug Robertson from the AJC tweeted out earlier um, that players will report for physicals on Saturday and camps opens Monday. So I assume Gregerson will be in here. Maybe not Schleich, but certainly Gregerson I would expect to be there. But sorry, Ty, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think – so he showed up Monday, right, is allegedly when he got here. And then all of a sudden we had the second flood, right, and then <laughs> the weather came in and, you know, you never know how, how little things like that can, can delay things, whatever, sure. you know, yeah. never underestimate the weather. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's essentially a done deal. So as long as nothing goes wrong or went wrong, cause I'm sure, I'm sure it's already over at this point, but went wrong in the physical, then I don't think you're going to have to wait too much longer. And so, yeah, I think ultimately I, I said it last week, you've got a guy that, the scouting and, and the analytics and all have hit on pretty much every signing they had in the summer, right? If that trend continues, then I think you're getting a guy who is going to be very physical, probably more athletic than I think maybe he's being given credit for, but also that's going to fit with this team because that was, that was where we were, you know, kind of piece parting things together. You had lots of talent, but sometimes that talent just did not, work together the chemistry wasn't always there the more yep. players you add that are going to be pieces of that puzzle and actually fit in with their teammates and like everybody in the chat saying wants to be here that if, if there's a gap in talent that can cover a lot of that yeah. you don't again you don't have to have this the superstar you have to have the guy that fits and i just feel like gregerson's going to be one of those kind of low-key Maybe not the flashiest signing of the of the transfer window in MLS, but like I think he's going to be solid. So yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm good with I'll, that. I'll say this too, and this kind of flies to Schleich as well. You know, Schleich is 24, Gregerson's 28. You're looking at two players that these aren't guys that in three years are going to be in Europe, back in Europe. 
I mean, if you know what I mean, you know, you see players at Lane United have signed Almada. He's made it know that I want to go to Europe. I mean, he said it straight up. Um, where you have you have players like Schlesch, you have players like Gregerson. These aren't players that you look at as my list sell high, and that's kind of the message that the front office put forth at the end of the year, saying, you know, the buy buy low sell high. We tried that. We're gonna try a different tack, a different approach. And Schlesch certainly, Gregerson certainly are players that, if they are to be able to come good for Atlanta United, these are players that can be here long term. They won't be gone like two to three years. These are players that can make an investment in the area, be long term players in the area, signed for maybe two to three years, be here a little bit longer than that. And I won't say finish their careers here, but be solid players for this team. So it's another sign of this team and this front office kind of shifting their approach. And it's a good approach. It's a good approach. I mean, that that's saying that not having seen Schliesch or Grigson play a minute for Atlanta United, but initially I like this approach and this archetype of flair that Atlanta United is bringing in. I'm really a fan of, and again, doesn't matter where they play. If they can play soccer, football well, bring them here. Bring them here and let them play for this club. And as we said earlier, players that want to be here, players that want to be here and want to succeed here in MLS and want to help this club succeed and win trophies, plural. I'm all for it, wherever, wherever they're from. So, Worked for Seattle, right? They were one of the most consistent Indeed. clubs for a Absolutely. long time. Um, Absolutely. And, and that's, they weren't, you know, having to, to retool and, and rebuild every two years, um, which is what we've become accustomed to. Oh, you know what? Here we go. We got to fix everything. We got to, we, we, everybody's yeah. getting paid too much money. Got to cut everybody out and start new. We got to get some cheap players. We're going to have that one down, you know, season where we're going to have to, you know, fix the salary cap. I, I think that those times are over, hopefully. And you're able to be more consistent. And I think that's what Garth Lagerway is. It, his help, right, it, is going to be a big part of that. What did I say for the seven? Sorry, I'm over here muted. I was just going to say, it's nice <laughs> to have some positivity, right? Like you, you man, this, 2020 has been so, like since then, it's just been up and down. It's been a roller coaster of emotions. But to be able to go into this season and think, this team is making some some moves that, at least on paper, seem right. You haven't had a lot of that over the past couple of years. And so it's just, I think it's nice to have that little bit of cautious optimism for once. Right. It's a nice change, isn't it? <laughs> no, and Tommy, like you were saying, I have to worry about, okay, who has to go to get a lady that below the salary cap? You know, these are guys that aren't going to command too much money, relatively speaking, tab level players. Um, but again, this approach, and again, not ha having not seen them, play for Atlanta United as of yet. This approach I like. I really like this approach. And hopefully more to come. Hopefully these players come good for us all for Atlanta United. And we'll throw Williams in there. We forgot Derek Williams. We'll talk about him later on in the depth chart. Um Derek Williams, another player that he's getting up there in age, thirty years old. His career's kinda I, I in soccer terms. In soccer terms. Um but you know his career is kinda reaching the back end and he's a depth signing a player that can kind of fill in for Gregerson or Abram in that back line. It can relieve them later in games. So 
Yeah. Depth, baby. I like it. Depth. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Patrick in our chat is <laughs> calling his shot a MLS Cup, not only an MLS Cup, a Club World Cup, which is coming to the U.S. and could very well see Atlanta host in 2025. We don't yeah. know, but we will see. Um, So that's the new guys. That's who's coming in. And again, we'll talk about the depth chart, what it looks like at this current point of time, but we need to do a little business and like Tyler, you have a couple of things that you want to bring up yourself. Uh, uh, something that's near dear to your heart. I mean, you're from Atlanta, Georgia, down there, the South side of Georgia. And it's pretty exciting. Things are happening. Uh, you're not the woods, right? Yeah. So, and if, if y'all watched last week, um, y'all already know what I'm going to talk about, but this is uh really, really near and dear to my heart. So, the Southern Crescent Soccer Foundation is doing a fundraiser, a couple of fundraisers, to build a mini pitch down here in the city of McDonough, so South Metro Atlanta. You guys have heard of the Georgia 100 Initiative, um, the Atlanta United Community Fund. That is the goal of this fundraiser, to be able to uh, build out this mini pitch and raise money so that the community fund will match uh, $100,000. And... Uh, Jason Longshore is working with the Southern Crescent Soccer Foundation to put on a top golf tournament. And this part I didn't have last week, but putting together a team. So this is open for anybody that's listening, anybody that wants to, uh, to, to dive in on our team, hit me up, let me know, but, uh, it's going to be six of us. We're going to go have fun raise money for a really good cause but the event is actually it says top golf in midtown january 25th from 7 to 10 p.m and you're gonna have folks from atlanta united there you're gonna have folks from us scarves and spikes um dirty south soccer 92 not the game because it is yep. jason longshore's um atlanta soccer tonight show that's on 92 not the game that's putting this on so yep. you're gonna have um a, a lot of representation from a lot of folks in the soccer community and it's just going to be a fun time. So if you want to be a part of our team, you got to hit me up, let me know. And, uh, album, but we're going to, I think Sydney's already got it going on. We're going to put some links, uh, up in the, the chat. And then I'm going to have an article coming out on dirty South soccer very, very soon. That'll kind of go into a little bit more of the history behind it. Um, and also have the links available as well. Yeah. Quick, quick, bit on the history really really cool i think um from a personal perspective this this park i grew up playing ball at this particular park um i'm gonna put up some uh concept art here in a second that i mean it's 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 the spot that i grew up playing ball i was four years old playing on this field right the actual spot where the the mini pitch is going currently is a parking lot but decades ago, it was actually a community pool and the pool was filled in during desegregation. So mm. this is a step forward by the city of McDonough and the Southern Crescent Soccer Foundation to uh, kind of move past that, right? To move past just a dark time in history and create something that is for everybody. Anybody can come play here. Anybody can come. Um, kick a ball around, learn the game. I was talking with Eric Morrison, who is uh, the director of Southern Crescent Soccer Foundation, talking about doing, you know, watch parties, um, 
all different kinds of events at this thing. So it'll be a beacon to the community. It'll be a really great thing. So Top Golf um, is where it's going to be at January 25th, 7 to 10. Hit me up if you want to be on the name notwithstanding scarves and spikes team and uh and we'll have a good time so yeah and uh if you want more information on you know just the southern crescent soccer foundation as a whole their website is sccsoccerfoundation.com sccsoccerfoundation.com so go to their website read all about them what they're doing down there on the south side of atlanta the south side of the atlanta area and again jason's tournament going on um on thursday the 25th reach out to tyler on social media let him know hey i want to be a part and he'll get you in I'll, i'm going to try to be there hopefully i can make it out there um not next thursday but this uh two thursdays from now uh and are you going to tweet out those um images as well that you showed i am i'm going to put those okay. out we'll have the links um because there Perfect. is also another link as well if you just want to donate you can't make it to the top golf event they do have a gofundme as well so i'll put that up as well um but yeah trying to make this thing a reality it'll be great and again personal for me because i grew up here yeah. i grew up at this park so it's yeah. really cool so we aren't done yet we still got more show to do but we got a little wait, bit there's more. more wait there's more so hold on tight but we got something else going on yes so link another link going in the chat y'all know about our shop you know about our website scarvesandspikes.com but up until now, we've only been able to have some stickers, some really cool stuff, um, but we have added quite a bit of merchandise as of today. So Yes, we have. Hats, hoodies, shirts. Mugs. I'm not going to say the word. Yeah. Pint glasses. <laughs> coffee boxers. boxers? No boxers yet. I can yet. do the boxers yet, but I can do the boxers <laughs> if you want. They're there. If you want, I mean, I'll, look, I'll, I'll get you one pair specifically for you, Tommy. Okay. <laughs> By popular request. But you yes. guys, you guys discuss that after the show. Nah, nah. We'll, we'll talk about it now. It's after dark. But no, um, go visit. It's it's Etsy.com slash shop slash scarves and spikes. And uh, yeah, got lots of stuff on there. Most of it's free shipping. Everything except for the glassware. So yeah, so, uh, we'll get you some clothing. Get it, get it now before the preseason match in a few weeks at, in Birmingham. We want to see you guys there um, wearing this gear. So when you get it, when you buy it, when you get it, take pictures, post on social, and let us know. So that's new. That's exciting. I'm excited to – we're excited to release that out to you guys. And, um, yeah, pretty cool stuff, pretty cool merchandise out there for you all to help support the show. Um, so with that being said – you're going to kind of move on and we have some other things to talk about. And I mentioned this earlier. So Matt Doyle from MLSsoccer.com, he released his. So I want to clarify, I want to um, just quantify this right now. This is not the final death chart for Lady United. It's just <laughs> a projected death chart as things stand at this current point in time. And if you're watching on the podcast, on YouTube, we're going to show it on the screen, or on X, we're going to show it on the screen, but if you're listening after the fact on social media, or I'm sorry, on the podcast, you know, kind of talking through what he put down. So, Yakimakis, TRA, striker, uh, Silva, Etienne, Brennan, left wing, Saba, Mascara, Wolf, right wing. Etienne still exists? What? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Apparently, 
We but, haven't uh, bought anybody out yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. New, New England bought their goalkeeper that they signed in August, which was quite embarrassing. So just kind of as a side note. Um, Almada Saba listed as number 10 for Mino behind him. Um, so going down to the number six spot, we were talking about, you know, what the number six situation will look like. And when Doyle released this, uh, the Schleich news hadn't really come out. So I assume Schleich will be that number six and McCarty. That's a pretty solid, sounds like it'll be a pretty solid six pairing. Um, center back, right center back, Gregerson, uh, Derek Williams is signing is impending. Apparently has been signed according to Doug Robertson, just waiting for the announcement. The only thing I'm looking at, guys, and this is assuming Aiden McFadden, his loan continues for another year with Memphis or the club decides to part ways with them. It's outside back depth. We have Wiley, of course, starting on the left. Leonard, of course, coming off a career season, starting on the right. You have Ronald Hernandez, who can start or can play on both sides. But I'm just a little bit worried, guys, and I don't know if it's just me or, you know, if I'm just kind of thinking about this too hard. I'd love to see maybe a little bit more outside back depth on this team. Again, this is assuming that Aiden McFadden does not return. Again, whether his load is extended by Memphis or for Memphis or the club parts away with him, but that's just kind of my concern is if, knock on wood, Caleb goes down for an extended period of time, Brooks goes down for an extended period of time, you have Hernandez there, but after that, who else do you have? I mean, am I wrong? What do you guys think? Am I? No, I mean, it's it's a valid point, and it's one of those, right? Like, for the longest time, we were like, oh, we don't have to worry about the wings, we, which you don't. The wings, you're, you're, you're set on. But, yeah, that wing back position, I don't think you're going to want to try to force something by, you know, limping through a few games. Uh, let's say what happened to Brooks in, in 2022 happens where he slips – and what was it, Toronto or Montreal on like the yeah warning Freak track? Injury, yeah. Um, and then yeah, you 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 wind up really really short. And and Ronnie is a great guy to to play either side, but yeah, you're gonna have to find somebody. And I think maybe sometimes we get kind of all caught up in the the preseason kind of thing where it's like, all right, well, you know the team's had two, three signings or whatever. Like there's not really a specific amount that they have to stop at. Right. I mean, you just gotta, you gotta be at 30 by the time the season starts. So just cause we haven't heard anything doesn't mean that yeah. nothing's going to happen. I'll throw this in. Uh, Mark was asking about Wiley going to the Olympics. Exactly. Um, yeah. I would expect to see Caleb in the Olympics, U 23 players among those U 23 players that go to Japan or, Japan, France in the summer. So you have to think about that. But yeah, just because you'll see anyone there, Tyler, like you were saying, doesn't mean Elena don't have a plan there. But that's just kind of my gut feeling looking at this depth chart. I mean, Tommy, I guess what are you what stands out to you, I guess, anything that jumps out, anything that you see from the standpoint that Lady United need, what are your thoughts? I agree. Uh, I I feel that this position won't be needed unless there are injuries or you, you need, you know, you just need some time, right? And, and some of the other competitions. 
how many times has Atlanta United went out and and brought a few people in at camp to, for tryouts, right? MLS veterans that that come in, right? So you can get someone at a, at a cheaper price, and I think that's probably what will happen. Is you know you'll see on on the Atlanta United. Uh, you know, Twitter page, people zooming in on players <laughs> on the field and saying, who's that guy? Uh, um, and then we find out that... On 12, the team? <laughs> right. We find out yes. that this guy randomly played for Vancouver at some point. Um, we have to bring up Vancouver twice in, in one podcast now. Right. Uh, but, I mean, you, you'll, they'll end up signing someone, I think, for depth um, at, at, a, at a cheaper price. I, I don't think... You know, maybe years back you'd say, okay, well, maybe you just trust, you know, a young player for it. But I think this team has high ambitions for this season. So I think they're going to, they're not going to go cheap. Uh, I mean, not just, uh, not, not cheap, um, inexperienced player. I think that's, that's what I'm looking for. Inexperienced player here. They're, they're going to try to find someone that if they need to kill minutes or they're up a few goals, they could throw them in. And Hernandez is one of those people, but a lot of people really hated on Hernandez throughout, uh, you know his his playoff uh, appearance there. Not a lot of people liked him. Zill saying in the chat that Luke Brennan could play right back, and he played there for Lady United too for a little bit, I mean, which I get. And I saw Aiden Torres also brought up in the chat too, Zilf as well. I get it, but I mean, Luke's eighteen. I mean, how much time is Luke gonna get? You know, if he's needed. I mean, you could see him in the cup situation. You could see him something like that, maybe a few minutes here and there. But I mean, he's 18 years old, hasn't played, and has no MLS caps at this current point in time. Uh, actually, yeah, one, one. I beg your pardon. Yeah, one, one. I apologize. That was that Nick Firmino um, game. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Um, Aiden Torres. I mean, he's, you got him in the system, but another young guy who. 16 years old, he's going to be with the twos maybe a little bit longer while he kind of gets his feet underneath him. But like he said, I, I, I don't want to say I'm worried about it. It's just something that stuck out. And you guys are right. Um, Mark saying Flor- Florentine Pokemon is available. You guys remember this him? Throwback, di- <laughs> throwback, throwback hour. There, I see Dwyer yeah. in here. We Ogba. need the. Um, Mikey we Ambrose. Concrete, we need a concrete and cream kits now <laughs> to come back or something like that. <laughs> I, I would take Pogba back. I would take Pogba back. Who is this last club? Somewhere in Asia? I'm looking at like China? Mohan Bagan SG. Oh, in India. India, that's it. In okay. the, yeah, in, in the top flight Indian league. Parkers. Yeah. Yeah, chat's we, going we can, crazy. Jacob I Peterson. To, I think they're just Mark, trying to prove that they know who used to play for Atlanta United. Mark, <laughs> that's what the chat's Mark, doing. Mark Bloom. Uh, wow. Who else? Frank Bobek. Who's oh, the we, um, we deep down the rabbit hole? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we can keep Romario going. Williams. Breck Romario Shea. Williams. <laughs> what do you say? Breck Shea. Breck Shea. <laughs> Did Breck Legend. retire? Sal Sizzo, yeah, Alex DeJohn. He's a server full time. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. Sal Sizzo, there's a name I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> um, Zach Lloyd. Good Lord. Um, Harrison Heath. Harrison Heath. 
Golly. We're off track. We're off track. Um, Lawrence Wake, get out of here. <laughs> Didn't he so play kinda, Nashville? Is it Nashville that he go to? Lawrence Wake? Yeah, I think so. I think he was in Nashville for a little bit. I don't know if he's still there. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, we'll kind of fact check that. Um, I'm kind of bracing myself, though, because... <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, you're already you were kind of in a not a bad mood, but kind of a somber mood coming into the show. And you texted us and you said you had a well, you didn't text us, but when we were putting the show notes together, you put in that you have a rant. Yeah. And a positive one. Yeah. So I'm interested in hearing what your positive rant is. We're not the Falcons. That's it. I'm done. That's the rant. <laughs> we are not the Falcons. I don't understand how, and I know a lot of people don't follow the football, American football, all right, the Atlanta Falcons, but the National as you football know, League. they blew a huge lead in the Super Bowl. Uh, they have I fired, heard about that. They fired uh, general manager, they fired head coaches, um, but they fired their head coach the other day, and I was watching their press conference, um, had Arthur Blink there. And they're the CEO, I think, of, of the Falcons or whatever it is, Rich McKay. And I, it's the first time I've ever seen a, in, a, in a press conference uh, the general manager not being there, sitting there when a, a head coach is fired. And it was really weird that that, that 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 happened. And a lot of fans criticized how the front office is run from the Falcons and I go back and I think of what Atlanta United had. And Atlanta United, in a way, and I've heard people say this before, is that they were, you know, they, they had their president, Darren Eels. Great guy. And he did a lot of great things uh, for Atlanta United. Terrific. He was not a football guy. Okay. He was not good at roster building. And we learned that later on when we found out that the books were messed up extremely bad. Um, we were very lucky to have Tata Martino, though. And Tata mm-hmm. Martino was able to get people to come here, get people to come here for decent prices. Um, but then things started going bad, right? Like the roster roster started falling apart. Boca was basically the guy. They didn't have analytics. They didn't have all the. They didn't have scouting, very good scouting. They had some scouting, maybe a guy or a guy and a half. They brought their kid to work one day. Um, but, like, things were just a mess um, with Atlanta United, and the fans were frustrated, right? Um, and this was after 2020. Um, we just learned it was not the way that it should have been. And then we go out and we get Garth Lagerway, and you're starting to see things get back to normal, right? Or getting You're getting caught up with the times, right? Because analytics is, is a part of every. Of, all sports, right? And any team that does not embrace it usually gets left behind. It's very rare that it does. This is, we are running, Atlanta United are, are running at a much better way than, than what the Falcons are. And and I am, these are two of my three favorite teams, right? And I, and I watch them and I don't just follow the games. I follow just how the office is running, how they're handling free agency, drafting, all of that. And I just, after my 35, no, probably like 70 yelling at people uh, on about how the Falcons were run on Twitter. So I apologize. <laughs> please, if you unfollowed me, please refollow me. I, I, I'm done. My 
48 hours of yelling about the Falcons are, are over. Um, it's just, it, it's, it's good to see because, you know, however you feel about Carlos, he's got a mentor now. And it feels like, you know, whether this is going to work, I think his contract's up at the end of the year, um, whether they just end next up next year, next year. Okay. Yeah. Whether they go into the sunset or they end up cutting him at, at you know, at the end of the year, I think if they would have, they would have done it now at this point. Um, I think that they're working together. I think everything's coming together. They've got help across the board. You're seeing, like like we talked about, they're not just looking at South America. They're looking at the entire world. I think people were frustrated that they weren't looking at the entire world. And then all of a sudden, now people are upset that we are not looking, <laughs> not at, looking South at South America. America right. I, this is what Twitter is. Everybody <laughs> likes to argue and for, for no reason. Um, everything seems to be in place. And like I, I finally feel comfortable as an Atlanta United fan that the future is bright and that we don't have to worry about all these things that we complained about on Twitter spaces when we started this two years ago um, or the podcast last year when we started. Like all the all the things that we talked about that were bad with Atlanta United, they're getting fixed. And I feel like the Falcons are just in a loop. It's just a loop over and over again. Groundhog Day. Yeah, like, really and is. I went back and looked at some of the press conferences, you know, that, that they had. Like, when Yakamakis came in, you had Carlos and you had Garth there together as a team introducing the player. Like, that would have been we Like, and if Gonzalo Pineda ends up leaving, I still feel like it's not going to be an Arthur Blank thing. Not because I don't think Arthur Blanks shouldn't be there, but they would have Garth and Carlos up there talking about, you know, searching for a a head coach. I feel comfortable that that's what they would do. And that's what you're supposed to do. So I, I, you know, Sydney, you made a comment. I I don't know when it was a couple of weeks ago that, you know, Arthur stays out of, yeah, it seems like Atlanta United. And I was thinking about that uh, when I was ranting the other day to myself uh, for about a good hour. But like, (laughs) I, I, I think it's good that, that he's, you know, he stays out of it and he trusts his people. Um, he likes to meddle uh, a lot, and there's a lot of stories of the Falcons where he jumped in, um, and you know he was like one of the main people that wanted to get Julio Jones and told him to trade up for Julio Jones. He's not, you know, he's not telling them to go sign some player, right? And I'm sure his kids are out there. They're you know, that was why he's, you know, I think started this. His kids are huge soccer fans, but you know his kids have probably said a ton of times like, "Hey, go sign Messi or, or go try to go get this guy." <laughs> he's not in their ear, you know, trying to do it. At least we don't think so. But I, I, I am very happy that one of these teams that Arthur Blank owns is really on is getting on the right track, and I think that the bad times, you know, which is twenty, you know, twenty twenty, and until you know, uh, leagues after leagues cup last yeah. year, I think we're we're on the uh, yeah. And you had someone that was very honest, I think, because the Falcons didn't even want to say that they were in a rebuild for, for years. They refused to use that word. And I, and I appreciate what Garth did when his first couple appearances, whether it was, you know, um, to the media or just on 92.9 when he was on there saying this, te- we ran this team bad for a while. Mm. We got to get a fix. He was very honest about that. We're, we're not going to be spending a ton of money. Um but we need a transfer window or two or three to fully say that we're back. And now you're looking at everything that's happened this week. And that's why I tweeted today. Like, feels good that Atlanta United's keeping me sane. I really needed this week of all these signings because it's just 
you feel like it's right. Like, and you don't feel uncomfortable about a lot of these moves, right? Like, oh, how much are we paying these guys? I mean, we went out and we saw what they paid for Silva and Saba and Mayumba. Like, you, you got all these guys in here. Feels like we're getting smart. And I think that that's what is good about this team. And I, I feel anyone that's been negative about it for the for the past couple of years, if you don't feel comfortable about it, I think you should be. Because yeah. everything's, it, it feels like the world's normal again here. And I think you're in a better situation. And I know it's, some people won't well, look at it this way. I think we're in a better situation than we were to start this franchise. You've got more resources uh, across the board. Yeah, you. What, I'm sorry. I said I don't think that's necessarily mm-hmm. a hot take. I mean, I think some people might disagree with you, but I, I mean, I agree. I think I, I see where you're saying it, it, the stability. I think stability. Like you're you're not going to have as many down years as you had because when it crashed, guys, it crashed. You know, and it was. It took one player. It just took one player for this entire franchise to go to hell, right? And that's what it was. Joseph Martinez, Nashville. I brought Nashville up way too many times in the show. He goes down. The franchise goes down. Paper was just ripped off the cracks, and you saw all the imperfections as this club has behind the scenes. And you know, people slag off on um, on um, Felipe, but I mean, yeah, I mean it. It wasn't great. And I think all the good stuff that Darren Niels did with Joseph and all the great players that came through the first couple of years, you know, just paper over the cracks. And, you know, this club wasn't – it, it looked good, but at the same time, it looked good, but it really wasn't great. And there was winning, but it was never going to be sustainable. It was never going to be sustainable. And sometimes to walk, you got to crawl first and – LA United have been crawling over the past couple of years and looks like they're about to they're walking again, I feel like. But with these players coming in and with subsequent windows, they're ready to run once more. So I'm excited and I'm glad that um you know, Arthur Blank I feel he understands that he's a football guy first and for better or for worse, maybe he is kind of meddlesome with the Falcons because that's his baby. I mean, I'm he regards both of me equally, I think. Um, <clears throat> but I think he looks at the Falcons as one of his, his prime investment, right? At Lenny United, he's more hands-off because, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago, he's not a quote-unquote soccer guy traditionally. Look at all the owners in this league, many of the owners in the league, some of them, no, are very passionate about soccer. Um, Arthur Blink is, but I think he admits that he'll admit that you know this isn't my primary level of primary area of expertise. So at least he's brought in a person like Garth to kind of help things along. A guy that knows this league inside and out, arguably the most respected executive in MLS, and it looks like this team is headed on the right track. Is it going to be perfect? No, but thankfully you don't have an owner like David Tepper who thinks like he's the smartest person in the room. And now was this their third manager yeah, in as many years? In this episode tonight, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I love it. It's great. Yeah, we, we had a good. You know, uh, who was it? Jack, I think, brought up in there that you know, th- th- yeah, th- this team had Joseph, Miggy, Tito, Carlos, Brad. Prime LGP, 
Um, but that team wasn't meant to last long. You yeah. Know? We don't have the books, but I mean, we were told that cap wise, this was not sustainable. And that's why some of these players moved on. And even think about the Frank DeBoer, like whatever you think about Frank DeBoer, if Joseph didn't go on that legendary run of scoring goals, where a lot of games we won one nothing, uh, you know, or two one, Frank DeBoer might be out even faster than he was. Yeah. Than what what it ended up being, right? Outside of like, IX, outside of IX, the most the club he had the most successful was Atlanta United. Yeah, undoubtedly, unquestionably. Yeah, and you know, and it really took um, his players stepping up to him, I think, and talking about that they had to make changes, right? I mean, we've kind of heard those stories about, you know, I don't know if they've ever been confirmed, but it, you know, there was talks. I think it was like after the All Star break, they all got together and was like, "We need to start playing our game," and the offensive side changed a lot, and they were able to score more goals, and um, things definitely came together. Um, and yeah, this is not bashing Arthur Blank. I love Arthur Blank and everything that he's done um, for both teams and what he's done for the community and all the charities that he does. The guy's a, a good dude, um, for sure. I think one of the best owners out there. Um, I just think that he's he's trusted some of the wrong people with Atlanta uh, Falcons. I think that it's mm-hmm. it's a mess, and there's talks of them getting Bill Belichick, and it's not why I'm wearing a hoodie today. <laughs> I swear, um, but man, if they get Bill Belichick, just unfollow me on Twitter because I'm going to be unbearable for at least <laughs> six to nine Stop months. Tom Brady coming out of retirement. Just kick <laughs> out of this. Up. Let's just move on to the last part. Hang on. I got, so I got a quick question for y'all then. Yes. Two questions, actually. All I need is a number. All I need is a number. Okay. This time last year, how would you rate Garth? And this time this year, now, how would you rate Garth? Well, I I don't know if that's, I don't know if you want to, I don't know if that's a a real thing to look at. I I was going to say, if you looked at where the roster was this point, because I was actually going to ask you guys this at the beginning of the year, but like, I, I'm taking what you're saying and almost kind of change like what the lineup was this time last year to where it is now. To where it that potentially was a really big number. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I mean, I had high expectations for Garth. He didn't do anything yet at this point. So mm-hmm. I don't have a number really for my excitement level was a 10 because of what we had previous. Right. And we thought Boca was going to be fired on the spot. Right. Like that was what everybody was hoping for. <laughs> All right. So, so in a, for Garth last year. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Garth now. I, I think you... I, I, I would give it a, a nine Um, here. I mean, he, he's been very honest, um, which I appreciate. I, I As a fan, I don't want to be BSed. I want to know what's going on with this team. And unfortunately, MLS doesn't provide you with the numbers, usually, of Tam and Yam and you know all, all that um, spare yeah right you, you don't you can't figure things out on your own so you have to trust them and nobody trust and, and and sorry carlos but nobody trusted you at that time um people were upset with you um for multiple reasons so nobody nobody really knew and garth came in and was just completely honest well the books were bad we're here yeah. to fix it and yeah. I, I i think that that was the most important part um a lot of fans didn't want to listen to that um, to what he said, and so people just kept judging the team the way it was. Right. Um, but yeah. this is the year that I was prepped for. 
Okay. I wanted yep. to make the playoffs this season. You know, he still said he wanted to be in the top four or, you know, he wanted to have home playoff advantage. It didn't happen. I really wasn't that upset because realistically, I looked at the roster and said, we're very top heavy. We don't have a lot of depth. We said that all season. One injury can really screw up right. this team. And just, I mean, even look at what Hosetu couldn't even play game three against Columbus. And look how different we looked from game two to game three. Was a huge difference of of that, and I'm talking good about Huzetu, and I, that that's burning my soul <laughs> right now. Uh, I, it's but like now you're seeing the depth, and we we've, we've used the word depth like six times today so far uh, of just the players that that we're bringing in, right? Like this is a completely different vibe than where we were last January. It was like, oh, we're getting Yakamakis, we're still oh, and Etienne, but oh god, Etienne, we were so excited for him too. Um. That's the only miss, really. Yeah. That's been the only um, miss. And, you know, if he stays here, you know, maybe they have confidence that maybe he can fix things here. Um, if not, you could buy him out. Um, but I yeah, I want to keep harping here. I, I just think that we're if, – if you walked away from this team two years ago because you didn't like how it was run or you didn't, you didn't like the style of play that they were playing, that it completely changed um, – I don't know if the style really changed. It was just that we didn't have the players to, to to do exciting things. I think we're at that point now. And we we saw it this season. We saw it last season. We were scoring a hell of a lot of goals, but we were letting a lot in. And we're already seeing the back line readdressed. And we're already seeing, don't put Miguel Berry in the chat. Don't anger me even more. Uh, but <laughs> then you, and, and you know, you're you're getting a six, right? You know, I mean, you're mm. you're getting all, all these things that we, we were hoping they were on our wanted list. And like, remember the transfer window last year? They were like, "Why are we signing forwards when we're the worst offensive team?" Because it was always this was always just step two of 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 the you know the second transfer window of him being around. So we're we're getting there, and I think yeah. you know the the Carlos Boken or not Carlos um. Pineda, the Pineda talk, I, I saw that in the chat quite a few times. I am, they've given him the tools, right? If this doesn't yeah. work early on, I don't feel bad that he's out. Um, because, I, you know, I, we've talked about it. I mean, we've been up and down on Pineda for a year now. But now, you've got he's got a legit roster to start this right. season. And yeah, there's, there's no, no excuses, excuses to start slow, right? Yeah. You got one quick thing, Tyler, and then I'll give you my score. Yeah. So, well, go ahead and give me your score because then I'm gonna I'm gonna add on after okay. that. Okay. So, so nine and a half. I was gonna say eight and a half because I mean it's not. I mean ten is perfect and it wasn't perfection, but relatively speaking, it was very good. Relatively speaking, and I'm gonna say eight and a half as we stand right now. Um, now, going forward, when when Almada leaves, whether that be the winter or the summer, the big question is, how is this front office going to fill his spot? And it's never going to be a like-for-like like or anything like that, but they need to find a number 10 that can dominate the way Almada has for most of his career. So I'm waiting to see what happens in that regard. And look, this is just another big step. It's a big step toward where this team needs to be, but... You know, with Schleich coming in, Gregerson coming in, McCarty coming in, a solid signing, Williams, a veteran MLS signing. Like I said, this is a about phase for what from what this team has been doing. 
since it began, and you're looking at players that won't be two years and gone, even though there's nothing wrong with that. You're looking at players that have contributed to this league for a while, like Dax McCarty, like Derek Williams, who has been in this league for several years, Gregerson, Schleich, players of need, players that are filling holes that you have on your roster. So, again, I haven't seen these guys play yet, but I have no reason to believe at this point in time that these are bad sightings. Cohen, Cohen, Josh Cohen is another sign. We haven't mentioned him, but he's another player. I haven't seen any evidence to the contrary that this will be a team that can be a solid team in MLS in 2024. So I'm happy with it. Eight and a half. And I'm not going to say MLS Cup champions or anything like that, but I think this team will be a tough out in 2024. Top four. Top four. Top four. Yeah. That's 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 the goal. For me, so number 9.2. I'll give them a 9.2 because I do think it's not just the signings. It's a lot of the little things, the culture, the organizing the entire club, right, getting things back on track. A Champions Cup spot for me is is where you gotta where you gotta mm-hmm. be. Um, however, especially, you do that, especially so many ways to make it. We talked right. about this before. <laughs> you you got to make you got to get back into international competition. Um, so my my quick piggyback and you know be as I don't know detailed or not detailed as you want to. Same question, last year versus right now. What would you say about Carlos? Oh man, I feel like that's just a tougher discussion to have because. Of course, it's going to be, okay, is Carlos pulling the strings or is Garth pulling the strings? So, I don't know. And for that very reason, I don't know if I can give him a grade or a score right now. Because either score I give is probably going to be polarizing. If I go too low, you know. That's where you look. You got to stick your flag in the ground. Uh, I know. I know. It does um, say Carlos is watching this right now. Yeah. <laughs> so be careful. No, but um, I think um, he's made some good signings. And he's made some bad signings. But I think under Garth, like we said, Garth is someone who's a wealth of experience in MLS and in the front office. And Carlos, when he was brought in, was not. I mean, he is a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest players at U.S. Men's National League history. But he has he had zero front office experience when he came in. So, I mean, four last year, I think, and then maybe seven, eight this year. And a lot of that is weighted on the Yakimaka signing, which is sounding like he was more instrumental in bringing in, making it happen. So that's my score. Tommy, what you got? Uh, going into last year, I gave Carlos a 1.5. <laughs> What's up with you guys in these decimal points? <laughs> Decimals are important. <laughs> but between a one, 1 and 2. I mean, look at the situation you went into last year. Everybody was down on him because of the entire Joseph Martinez situation, how it was handled, and whether how you felt about it. Um, you know, you were hearing stories about how they let him go and 
Um, it just looked optics wise, it just looked bad and it put him in a bad light because that was your franchise player. No matter how you felt about him, he was your franchise player. And the early stories coming out about the situation and more came out later as it progressed was that um, Carlos was a jerk to him. And, that, you know, he was out and, you know, people were upset he couldn't start the last game of his career in Atlanta. Um, you know, there, there was a lot. Um, the books were bad. Um, we knew that the, the cap was bad. You, you saw how, how, you know, you weren't able to bring a lot of players on transfer windows were mediocre. Um, you know, he had all those injuries going into the prior year and you had to replace them with a bunch of guys that, you know, were, at, you know, minimum wage as far as, you know, MLS concerned, because you had no room, right? Rocco's Rios, you know, MVP, I guess, uh, you know, came in, you know, yeah, Parada, um, you know, you, you you didn't have a lot of flexibility. So I, I don't I, I, I just didn't believe in him. I didn't think that he was going to be here very long. I thought that Garth would move on from him at the end of the year. But then, as you saw, you know, then you listen to the stories of, of what Garth had to do to come in here. And that's where you kind of have to start blaming Darren Eels a little bit. You know, if you don't if you don't help him and get him analytics you don't get him more scouting then you're very limited at what your job you know if you don't have a computer you can't do your job right and if your boss doesn't give you the right tools to succeed you're gonna fail and i think that that was part of the situation is it you know again darren eels was great um for what it was but i think if you want to run a franchise a, a winning franchise you need the smartest people there and as far as the what Garth Lagerway did, he was a genius. He was very good at his job. He came in. He got the much-needed promotion that uh, Seattle wouldn't give him. And he's helping. He's mentoring Carlos Bocanegra. And he wasn't fired, right, at the end of the year. He didn't have, you know, he easily could have just said. And, you know, I mean, we talk let's talk about football here. A lot of times when a, when a new coach comes in or a new GM, what do they do? They clean house. Clean house, Across yeah. the board. He didn't get rid of Pineda. He didn't get rid of Boca. He believes in these guys, right? And he's going to see what happens. So I, I 1.5 then, now, you know, I, I'm more trusting of the situation. And, you know, whatever people say online is, oh, if it was a good signing, you know, pretty much every it's signing that, that was good, it was a Garth Lager way. <laughs> right. And Etienne one was, was Boca, which Boca. technically Carl, or Garth wasn't around when Etienne signed. But it was a good signing analytics-wise. It the numbers and the the numbers said that Etienne should have worked in Atlanta United, yeah. and it didn't yeah. end up working out. Whatever, um, but I, so that was a long thing to get to my number. But I give him like a around a seven now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, so I, I would say a two last year, two or three, um, because you you got to think you're still bringing in top tier talent. But again, this goes back to the conversation we had earlier. You can have all the talent in the world, and if it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. It doesn't matter. Um, look at look at half the Premier League. Look at you know some teams in MLS. Even I mean, they've got a fit, and that's where your analytics and stuff like that comes in. So, you know, but then it kind of went up and down like the stock market after that. Because I'm, I'm not going to lie, the whole Ibarra thing in the summer, I was upset about that. I was just upset about the way it went down for Ibarra personally. But also, oh, people yeah. blame Boca. People blame Boca for that situation, right? But that's the thing. So like, I don't know. What what actually happened, right? But that but story also, came out though, Tyler. Like, 
I, I don't remember where oh, I just I... read this, but like it said that they had prior conversations to him with him like a couple of days saying we're in a situation right now. We might have to move you like he knew it wasn't just a shock to him. I don't right. remember. Maybe it was the athletic. Like, either um, way, he felt. Either way, he felt hard done by by the club. I think we can right, but you can't just trust a player in, in in the heat of the moment, and it looked super bad. Uh, I mean, you guys were there, right? I mean, eh, you know, it's just the Fast and the Furious, you know, scene where Paul Walker and Vin Diesel just drive away. It's, it seems like there was that sad of a moment where just Ibarra was driving all the way to Canada. But like that, that ended up not being the story. From my understanding, was that they actually had prior conversations with him a couple days earlier. And so, yeah, so that's the thing, though. A lot of this, you're not, you, you're not in that office. You're not there for these these situations. We're just, yeah. I mean, we're Monday morning quarterbacking is what we're doing. Right. Fine. Whatever. Or Wednesday but, night. Yeah. Yeah. Wednesday night <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I think you, you've got a guy who I think, I don't, I don't know which one of y'all said it, but you said mentoring, like Garth is mentoring. Yeah, Tommy said that, yeah. Carlos has a lot of really great attributes uh for his job i mean and i've seen it in the chat i know it was going to come up and i know y'all mentioned it a little bit but you know him him going out to to actually in person meet with yakamakis last year that was a big deal yeah. that's a big deal. um i wouldn't be surprised if we hear some of the similar things about slish because that was the thing is they went out somebody at atlanta or some people scouts whoever at atlanta went over to poland to watch him play so you don't you don't get that if you don't have the guy out there pulling the strings, right? So I've got to give him credit for sure. Um, and I think the two of them work well together. At least it seems that way. Again, Wednesday night quarterbacking. Right. <laughs> but it seems like they're they're fitting well together. And I think Boca comes out of this actually a much better front office guy, regardless of where he goes, if he stays here, goes somewhere else. I don't know. But I think it benefits him, right? And um, so, yeah, now – I'd, I'd give him an eight. I'd give him a solid eight because I, I think you've gone out and you've got the talent, but you've also gone out and got the the down and dirty guys that need to be here. Yeah. Rant over. Rant yeah, over. but the, I think this was a, a good moment for all of us. Very productive. Yeah. Very productive I mean, conversation. The, yeah, I think, you know, there's just been, just flat out say, we've, we've, Dealt with a lot of shit since COVID, right? Um, so understand non Atlanta yeah. United right, wise, sure. but Atlanta United wise, we, we've yeah. dealt with a lot, and this fan base is tired. And now it's time to wake up. Can't I wait like to see that. the bins packed back out again. Likewise, you guys, ready for tweet of the week? Let's do sure. it. We haven't done this in a while. Um, oh, that was look at that graphic, we're man. We're back. upgrading this season. Yeah, if you're watching in the. If you're not watching on YouTube, we have a fancy Twitter of the Week podcast. I, I keep saying podcast. If you're listening on the podcast after the fact, we have a fancy Twitter of the Week graphic. And, and Welcome back, Apple listeners. Yes. Welcome welcome back, Apple listeners. Exactly. Uh, we had a little snafu there with Apple, but we finally got it worked out. And yeah, we are on Apple. Search Atlanta Soccer Podcast Network. You'll find us there. You'll find our friends at Five Strike Final. We're on Spotify as well. So check us out there. Um, but Megan Garrison underscore on X. So Atlanta United released their teaser video of the um, 
Dex McCarty signing. Um, it was playing country music, and Joe was the voiceover on the radio saying, are you tired of country music and all that? Those sad cowboy songs. And um, essentially teasing the fact that Dex McCarty was coming from Nashville to Atlanta. So Megan tweet, quote tweeted it, or whatever it's called now, now that it's called X, quote X did. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, she, she quote tweeted it and said, Welcome to the team with a trophy cabinet. <laughs> little shade, I like Zing. it. Yeah, a little shade toward our friends. Well, they have a, they have a wrestling belt though, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, they have a wrestling belt, right. but um, not a <laughs> not a trophy. They came close. I'll, I'll give them that, yeah. but um, no trophies as of yet. They came close, and then Nashville they had a hangover SC. hard. Oh my gosh, they did hard. They just crashed. But um, yeah. Megan Garrison underscore is the purveyor or the tweeter purveyor provider first one of 2024 tweet of the week first one of 2024 and the prize is nothing we have no prizes unfortunately we got to tweet her and tell her that she got it if she's not listening yeah yeah good idea a tweet from us that's a good prize shout out um real quick Etsy, like we said, go to Etsy.com, um, search Scarves and Spikes. Etsy.com slash shop slash Scarves and Spikes is the URL. Get a t-shirt, get a cap, snapback cap, get a beanie, get a hoodie, t-shirt, coffee mug, glass. Banana hammock. Yeah, <laughs> banana hammock. Um, no, but uh, take a look at our merch on there and... Buy now because we have free shipping. We offer free shipping and buy now and get it in time for the preseason friendly. Once you get it, like we said, let us know on social media. Tag us on social media. Let us know. Um, we have free shipping as- free because you guys deliver it, right? I don't in deliver it <laughs> in person. I, I can't do it. I missed that memo, but uh, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, check us out at sea. Of course, check us out on Patreon. Patreon.com slash scarves and spikes talking about things we're doing up there. Available only to our Patreon patr- patrons patrons. So yeah, check that out as well. Yeah, access Discord, to our baby. Discord channel yep. and possible merchandise discounts. All that good stuff. So patreon.com slash scarves and spikes. We're on X, Scarves of Letter and Spikes. We're on threads, Instagram, Scarves and Spikes. I'm at SH Rights. Tommy is at Tommy ATL96. Tyler is at ATL Pilgrim. Scarsandspikes.com. Um, you did a really good job there, Sydney. I just you, you did a good job, Sydney, on all that. that I great. wanted one thing. Um, because we got, I think we got a lot of new listeners. We've got a lot of people listening yeah. right now. Um, one of the fun things that we do, we pride ourselves in being very interactive. Um, part of the Patreon is is that we do watch alongs. Um, so one or two games a month, if it's an away game, we send you out a zoom link and you come on and you watch the games and get it. You know, if you have no one to watch the game with, you're just at home. I'm in Cleveland. So I don't have many people to watch it with. We're on zoom and you're talking to other fans. Uh, you know, Tyler's, you know, drinking so much. He's calling off of work the next day. (laughs) That's that's a little bit too much, but, um, it's a ton of fun. I think that's probably one of the biggest things I think that we do uh, for the community is the watch alongs. Um, we've met a lot of cool people and we have a lot of fun and we give away stuff. So join the Patreon. Yeah, please do. We would love to have you. Um, 
Yeah, and Tyler says scarsandspikes.com as well. We'll try to post some original content on there as well. But um, I think that's I'm it. We'll be back. Yeah, absolutely. Join us on Top Golf um, this December, um, January 25th in Midtown. Um, again, check us out on social, and we'll give you. You'll check out. You'll find all the information there. But um, yeah, that's it for us. You guys got any other thoughts, concerns, comments? Before nope. we get out of here, that was spot on. I like Thank it. you. Thank you. More we'll rumors. Bring... More rumors. Yeah, rumors bring them are on. coming. We're running out of spots, but more rumors. Are we getting a mascot? Do we have a mascot? Do we get a new dog? <laughs> Give us the dog. Thanks, everyone. We really appreciate you watching and listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Hopefully see next y'all. Wednesday. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, we still have a kit? I know. Everyone's yeah, that's kit. right. We still have a kit? Or Henry Higita. Yeah, Henry, what? February 17th or something? 17th. Somewhere around there? I'll remember that easily. It's my wife's birthday. Okay. Yeah. February oh, you 17th. be buying or yeah. something. Oh, yeah. For sure. They always do things on um, 217. I feel like. I mean, well, most, most years, but. Anyway. See you guys. See you guys. Peace.